0: Let's do it.
1: everyone and welcome to the show that appreciates the arts you will leave here today a smarter person and better appreciation of great films who am i kidding it's short bus baby <laughs> that's right man welcome back to short bus cinema i'm one of your hosts rick and over on the other side snoochie boochies my buddy johnny krug what's up man
2: Dude, not much, man. This is gonna be so awesome. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm yeah. spinning in my seat right now as as we prepare to talk about this movie. I don't know if it's from uh, an evil magician or if I'm just spinning because my house is possessed. Uh, I don't know. Little Prince of Magic, <laughs> <laughs> the Prince of Magic. Yeah, man. Uh, who is only uh, only outranked by Satan?
1: Yeah, and we'll get into all that. Yeah, uh, I brought a movie to the table that I discovered last year, and I tried to bring it up before, but I think it's back in the t- time period where we were kind of struggling of even trying to do the show, and I was too busy and all that kind of crap. But yeah, we are going to talk about a, a to quote Danny Bennett, a tour de force movie here, <laughs> <laughs> which is called The Killing of Satan. It is on YouTube if you guys want to watch after we talk about this. Because trust me, there are things that you want to go and see. You don't you don't want to watch the whole movie. But there's things that you will definitely want to see so you can show other people. It's that kind of movie. So this one's going to be a whole lot of fun. There's some things we can't describe that's in it. But who cares, right? It's uh, it's short bus. We're kind of used to that. On top of that... Johnny and I have been kind of busy, man. Uh, We've got House of Wax. If if you're listening to this show and you like Johnny and myself working together, you need to check out House of Wax, too, man, because we're having a whole bunch of fun over there. It's all horror movie-related stuff. Old, new, it doesn't matter. We're just kind of covering everything. A lot of special guests on there. Also special guests over in that one. And uh, we're having a big time. I'm, I'm probably making Johnny do more stuff than he wants to do, but I like dragging him along, right? He's my oh, he's my security it. blanket. <laughs> <laughs> She's yeah, touching too, my Linus. So. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll tell you what we're going to do in order to, to go through this movie. We're going to take us a little short break, and we will be right back, people. Don't take off. Get out of the way!
3: Do you want to see something
0: really scary? It's like when you're sitting at home late at night reading some scary story or something, and the dog just hops up, and like, he runs out of the room for no reason.
3: Definitely <laughs> <laughs> check under the bed at that point.
0: <laughs> so, who said it best? Rob Zombie or Samuel Jackson? Ugh, that's a tough one. Welcome to fright. Hey, this is Billy, and this is Scott. And this is a Scary Dad Podcast. Join us as we talk about all things scary. Imagine, dude, if you, if you were still conscious for a few seconds, knowing your head was no longer attached to your body. So, have you ever played around with a Ouija board? You know, no, I haven't. And <laughs> in, like, true poltergeist fashion. It was built on a
3: graveyard. Man, if it's scary, cool, or something we find just plain interesting, we talk about
0: it. Every Monday, available on iTunes, Spreaker, Stitcher Radio, and on our website at scarydad.com. Truly.
3: And now for our feature presentation.
2: And we are back with The Killing of Satan, aka Lumaban Kansatanas from 1983. Of <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's the only way it comes up on IMDb. So, you know, if you look it up, it's Lumaban Kansatanas. The IMDb score for this movie is a 4.8, which what? is incredib- incredibly high. I mean, that's not really to say what my opinion of the movie is. I'm just saying. I've seen really great movies that don't even have a 4.8. So. Maybe
1: we're missing something. I, yeah, I don't know, man. Um,
2: <laughs> this movie, <laughs> this movie is directed by Efren C. Pignon and written by Joe Marie Avellana and Joe Marie. The uh, same. Why do they have his name listed twice in a row? That's so stupid. Um. He's, he's so good.
1: He did it twice. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, the, that's insane, man. Well, I'll tell you this, once we get further into the movie, it does seem like two of the same person wrote this, because there's a <laughs> lot of repetition. But um, the movie stars Ramon Revilla, Elizabeth Oropisa, and George Est- Estrogen? <laughs> George Estrogen. Sure. Uh, okay. And it also stars... <laughs> Lay Baked- off of me, I'm hungry! Paquito <laughs> <Bakedo> Testosterone. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, I was going to list things that these people did and the only thing I saw that was of any note was uh, the uh, the director Ephraim C. Pignon went on to direct the direct-to-video sequel to um, Geely starring J-Lo and Ooh, uh, wow But it, it wasn't as big a, it wasn't as <laughs> I'm just joking it
1: it doesn't exist <laughs> I was gonna keep that going, but I I don't know. I'm tired. It's been a long day. Yeah. It's kind of hard, man, because when you're when you're spitting out something so ridiculous and you try to keep it straight face, man, it it you just you end up showing the cracks, you know. Oh we yeah. We try that a lot on Helming. You know, we do a, a thing called what do you, what did you watch? And mine is always a documentary of some kind. And the last one was called uh, Courtney Cox and the Elephant Seaman. So, <laughs> you know. I, I, you, and you're trying to read this off with a straight face, you know. So, uh, yeah, she made it, that around the, the, the same time this, she man. made Masters of the Universe and uh, and Lawrence of Arabia too, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> that's the next documentary
2: about all the shenanigans behind the scenes. <laughs> Peter O'Toole. As they used to call him. There comes O'Toole. <laughs> So I'm going to read you a brief plot synopsis of what IMDB says the plot is for this movie because you'll be watching this and really not know anything that's going on. Um, right. To fulfill his dead uncle's task, whatever that is, uh, and save his own kidnapped daughter, an ex-convict must go and fight a powerful but villainous magician. This fight would lead him eventually to a battle against Satan. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much it. But I mean honestly this movie it just it starts in the middle it's like and we now join the killing of satan already in progress
1: yeah this this thing jumps around a lot and it could be let's face it there's probably a director's cut out there oh dude (laughs) that has uh, that has all the extra footage but who knows we didn't get that here folks uh, so yeah, let's go ahead and, and get into this. So this thing opens up and you've got a, a passion play going on, right? It's the, it's the, the crucifixion of Christ. They're marching up a mountainside and this is a celebration, right? Like we have at Easter. I got to do a little research and apparently this, this area where these people live, they're, they're very he- heavy Catholic. So this has very heavy, you know, religious, uh, overtones with it going on. So, um, so we're starting off with this passion play. and I thought it was just a really terrible marching... parade. <laughs> well, there weren't a lot of people there, that's for sure. The crucifixion. But while of that's Denim Dan. going on, Denim Dan. <laughs> I like that because I've, I've kind of got something like that too. But uh, yeah, you've got uh, that going on over on a mountain. And then there's uh, this other little group. And they basically take this dude, which happens to be Denim Dan you're talking about, and they wrap him up on a carpet. And then they like. Chop him with a machete. Yeah. Then they open it up, and of course he's fine. He's like, wow, that didn't hurt at all. So they're doing all these kind of like, it's almost like witchcraft kind of practices, but it's all in the light of good, right? But yeah, they're a bunch of medallion-wearing freaks over here. One's got the the Eye of Ra on his back, or maybe it's the Illuminati. I can't really tell. (laughs) But they're all, he's like, we must appreciate the powers that God has given us. I'm like, God's going to give you the power to whack somebody with a machete and not kill them? Is that really a power?
2: I, I feel like know. the power the power's the other guy who's not, not getting sliced in half.
1: So after that goes on and they've they got these medallions they all wear and they hand them all in together like it's you know they pull them out whenever they're doing this ceremony, whatever. And then all of a sudden they do a conjuring to pull up that's right, the Prince of Magic. Because they want to do a face off. And while they're doing this El Wapo's group shows up, man. All these guys look like the bad guys (laughs) in Three Amigos. Oh, yeah. Um, Led by a dude in a red jumpsuit. That's right, folks. The Prince of Magic is in the house.
2: Oh, you know, too, because they're a lot sharper dressed than anybody from this village. He hadn't got
1: crap all over him. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, this is like a almost kind of spandexy outfit, and he's got built-up shoulders and all this. So, obviously, he's playing the role of the bad guy. And I love the fact that they just popped up out of nowhere. They didn't, like, walk up. They just appeared, right? So they're almost kind of in the spirit world or whatever. But I love it when they start facing off and they're fighting. One of the bad guys that just appeared out of nowhere has a gun. <laughs> so I'm like, uh, why do you need a gun? You've got these powers. You just disappeared, dude, or, or just appeared. And uh, so he he's shooting at, at our main guy here, which is Miguel. Miguel is the leader of this group. So it's Miguel's Navy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding, uh, but uh, they shoot Miguel, and he's like, "Hey, that that didn't hurt me at all." So uh, then he walks up, and he's trying to go face to face. He punches the dude with the with the gun, and then all of a sudden, the prince of magic does his hand at him, and then Miguel's head just starts spinning. <laughs> really, dude? It's <laughs> like, like you it's put like his, a twisty code. <laughs> it's like it's like they put him on a you know his head on a sitting spin or something. It's just going <laughs> really fast. They're like, and, no, no. Uh, for this next it's... scene, sit on this lazy susan. We'll just spin the crap out of you. <laughs> then it just jumps to Miguel, which was mostly referred to as uncle in this show. Uh, he's laying on his deathbed. All of a sudden, it's like head spinning. Now I'm on on the bed. Which, let's face it, folks, if your head was spinning around on your body, you may be close too, or have, have to wear a neck brace or something. Well, he he's he's laid up in bed with
2: this like twisty cone stretch Armstrong neck, like. It's not super exaggerated, but you
1: see the lines where it's been twisted around. And I love this scene here because you've got him, you know, he's got people gathered around him because he's the leader of this group and he's protecting them from the evil. So uh, his daughter is standing there and then a guy, she's interested. I don't know if they're married or if they're just boyfriend and girlfriend or what the story is. But this guy is supposedly going to be the successor. He's the guy that's following in Miguel's footsteps. Wants to be the next, whatever this is, protector. Out of nowhere, Miguel just says, this guy Lando is going to be his successor. Can you imagine how this made this other guy feel? That's been following him for all these years, and all he's like, "Nope, you're not it. It's going to be Lando, somebody you've never even met." <laughs> yeah, and, and the the cool, the
2: funny thing is, is Lando's not even there. He doesn't even live around there. He has to go back there. This dude's so, literally you know, been there this whole time.
1: Yeah, I mean Lando, and it, and it cuts away to Lando at Lando's house, and he's just walking down the street. You know, he's got his denim jacket on. He's just Mr. Cool. And a buddy just shows up and says, hey, man, you might want to look out because you remember so-and-so that you killed? Well, his brother's getting out of jail and he's coming after you. He's like, really? He said, "Uh, I just did what I had to do. Yeah, I mean, I killed a guy, but hey. (laughs) <laughs> you
2: know well, he makes it sound like it was for yeah. the the greater good of like the village or whatever like he, he he keeps saying he protected right. everybody,
1: so I mean you kind of get this story here of you're taking the most unlikely person somebody's got a bad background and making them a protector of of good, you know or protector from from evil from there, it cuts back to back of the island, and it's really hard to put a time stamp on this movie because we have guns we have boats with motors, but they don't have phones. (laughs) So these people on the island, because Miguel told them, oh, Lando's our chosen one. We need to get Lando here. Well, they go outside, pitch a tent on the beach, light a bunch of candles and put them in the shape of a cross. I don't know, about 700 candles. And they start going, Miguel. I mean, they (laughs) they start going, Lando. No, they Here they say Miguel boys. too.
2: They say Miguel quite a bit. Do they? Yeah, the reason I, I know they do is because <laughs> I watched part of this at work and I work with a guy named Miguel and every time they said it I felt awkward. I'm like, What the hell man, stop saying that name through <laughs> <laughs> <They're like>, Miguel. <laughs> I guess it, it was kinda like whenever on um, the Andy Griffith show where she the operator would patch him through, like basically like they were patching right. <laughs> they were patching Miguel through to Lando. But doing it th- through the spirit world, yeah. I don't, I don't know.
1: Yeah, yeah, like like a séance, basically, is what they're doing. So, so for, the for leader of it will say the words, and yeah, and then everybody else will, <laughs> will copy the saying. And you'll hear a little bit out of here in a minute. But it cuts back again to Lando at his house, and guess what he's doing? He's cleaning his gun because he's getting ready for action number two. Yep, I guess I'm going back to prison. He's <laughs>
2: like I did it for the greater good, but I'll do it
1: again. <laughs> And that's when his wife walks in and she gives him the God speech about, you know, hey, you should depend more on God to answer your questions and go to him in prayer and all this. And he's like, I do, but I'm still going to have to defend myself. So you kind of get that thing going on. And then it cuts to the bad guys hanging out right oh, before they decide to go to Lando's house. They're I love scene. I needed subtitles because I couldn't understand a thing the guy said, man. So uh, see if y'all can figure it out. I can, I can understand a few words, but then it's just like, yeah, I don't know what he's saying at all. So here's a, here's a sound by that.
3: Hey, you talk too much, stupid. To if you're getting scared, then get the hell out of here. I don't need ya. What? <laughs> I'll never forget how he killed my brother. His page, man. pieces. I got a score to settle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, it's just like, I got to go to hell.
2: I got. <laughs> I've got a score to settle. He killed his brother. If you don't like it, get out of here. It's a bunch of random stuff, but it's like they sped it up. Um, the yeah. thing I, I really liked about this scene was whoever did the dubbing gave them like... One guy has like a redneck voice and the other one's got like a 70s pimp voice. <laughs> like, right. But none of them look like that. They're all like just Filipino dudes. <laughs> so you don't like it, you go We're to get the bees, go get them. <laughs>
1: what that's basically it it's like man i I'd, I'd, I'd like to know what he said but uh who cares it's
2: like we're we're dubbing this we're dubbing this filipino film if you want to come in and just run through your lines at double
1: speed that works too but what's amazing is none of this really matters because what happens next is lando's dream oh my god dude and, and and let's be honest about this dream. Like, well, did it serve any kind of purpose in this movie? Well, it's like he's having contact with Miguel, his uncle. And is, uh, is Miguel so, the
2: is Miguel the Boulder guy?
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Miguel's walking on Tatooine. You know, he's just out in the middle of a <laughs> desert, and you're looking for some Jawas, but you don't see any. Then all of a sudden, out of nowhere. Uh, he sees his Uncle Miguel, who's just standing off in the distance. Then up top is like a Steven Spielberg, Raiders of the Lost Ark type boulder. I was thinking UHF. <laughs> Very much. The boulder chasing him through the street. <laughs> this thing is its big. It's rubber. You can see it bouncing when it's hitting the ground. And uh, Miguel, instead of... Uh, it, it's so apparent he just runs right in front of it. And lays down. It's almost like Prometheus, right? Where she's running away and says, like, hey, you could turn left or right and not get hit by this thing. Well, he goes and lays purposely right in front of it. And the big boulder just crushes him. Everything his but his head. Yeah. Well, he's, he's telling Lando in the dream to
2: stop the boulder. I'm like, dude, you're running at it. Stop. <laughs> Yeah, he says,
1: Lando, stop the boulder. <laughs> it's like, dude, you just got crushed, man, and his head's just sitting there talking to him. Lando, I need your help, Lando. <laughs> and it's like it's just this little bloody squ- squished squish
2: mark on the ground. <laughs> well, that's what's, that's the fun funny part is that it's almost like something from Looney Tunes the way his body is except for like gored out like it's all bloody, but then his head's
1: perfectly yeah. intact, still talking. So witty. So Lando wakes up. He's scared to death. Which why wouldn't you be? Uh, But then it cuts back to the island again. And guess what? Our Sayid's bunch is still out here with the same candles. And uh, you think I'm kidding? Here's what they actually sound like.
3: Whatever you are doing, hear the voice of your uncle Miguel, who needs you.
1: Here, Lando. (laughs)
0: Lando.
1: Lando. Here, Lando. (laughs) So. uh, That's what you're dealing with, folks. And how can you how can you ignore that, right? I mean, is that why you had the dream? Like,
2: it's weird because the dream didn't really say anything about coming to the island or anything.
1: It just basically showed his uncle getting squished. (laughs) Stop the boulders, all he says, you know. Which we'll talk about Miguel in a little bit too, because he never really gives any real guidance. It's just stupid things like this. You got to stop the boulder. Uh, but while our seance bunch is doing this, uh, we get uh, <laughs> uh, what you call him? Denim Dan. Denim Dan. <laughs> he looks up and actually, this is Uncle Ben, I think, that looks up. There's a guy named Uncle Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah. just thinking can't, that. You can't make this up. So, yeah, Uncle Ben looks up and they notice that at the head of this monument, you know, it's like a worship altar, there's a little statue that's missing. And it zooms in on it, which would help if you knew what the statue was before. You you never see it before; you just know something's missing. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I mean, is it a statue of you know Donald Duck? What, what are we What are we looking for? But they notice that it's missing, and apparently, it's a big deal. And at this time, we jump back to Lando's again, and the bad guys show up and yelling outside. You yellow, come out here! And let me shoot you and all this stuff. You killed my brother, uh, and and. Uh, the family's all ducking down, right? Lando's got his gun. And his son, who's reading a book, which apparently he needs to because he's dumb as a bunch of rocks, because first thing he does is just steps out the front door. After he hears these people out here making all this racket, steps out and gets plugged, falls down the stairs. So now Lando's son, David, has been shot. See, that's the thing, too, about this is... He runs out like he's going to do something, and then he gets shot, too. Like, pretty, almost immediately. Yeah, he raises up. He's upstairs, and he raises, like, a, a, a flap, you know, like a storm flap. Raises it up, and he's shooting, and he gets shot right in the head, man. So Lando's shot in the head, and he falls down. He plugs a couple of guys down there because they're terrible shots. And I guess it's the cops that pull up after that, and the cops kill the rest of the bad guys. It doesn't really say. Well, well, there's there's a couple of those guys left over later, I think. Well, and that's what I mean. There's another car that pulls up and shoots the rest of them. <laughs> no, I mean later,
2: later on the island. Later, I think those guys are there. Oh well, I don't know. I could be, I could be
1: off. I think that's some of El Wapo's group. Uh, so Lando shot in the head. The uncle is dying at the same time. Miguel's on his bed and he goes Lando, and he's dying. And then uh, when they show. Miguel's head, he reaches up and touches his head, when he pulls his hand down, there's a gunshot wound in his head. So the wife of Lando puts Lando and the son in the bed together, which is really kind of weird. Maybe that's some kind of traditional thing. I don't know. But they're both dead, and they put him in the bed, and then through the incredible powers of Uncle Miguel, uh, Lando comes back, and he just wipes off the blood spot on his head, and uh, then he reaches over and grieves over his son, David. And while that's going on, they're having a burial at sea for Uncle Miguel. Are you lost yet, people? Because we are. (laughs) Yeah,
2: I I mean, I watched the first 30 minutes of this movie twice just to figure out what was going on.
1: But that's pretty much it in a nutshell. So you got a a guy that's being given these powers from his dead uncle, and he's going to come fight the forces of evil. That's kind of what we're getting down to. Which, you know, if you made it that simple, it's a much cooler story, right? This movie is about... 30 minutes too long <laughs>
2: oh yeah dude like there, there's a lot of stuff that could have been truncated
1: <laughs> and talking about being cut down when and when we're at the burial for for Uncle Miguel his daughter walks up to uh, the the dude in double denim <laughs> and she's being really rude to him man she's talking I call him Johnny Rodriguez <laughs> so she walks up to him and uh, kind of gives him this speech
3: what are you thinking are you feeling bad now that you know you're not a successor to my father? <laughs> no. That's one reality I've learned to accept.
1: I like the moody music behind What's it. hard to yeah. take is
3: the fact that he's dead.
1: <laughs> I mean, just love her. So you feeling bad because you found out you just can't cut it? <laughs> it's going to be some other dude. You've, you've trained all these years. You're nothing but a loser. And I like how he comes back to make her...
2: It's going to make her feel even worse now. He's like, I'm actually sad. (laughs) Someone just
1: died, you evil wench. So uh, the next day, I guess because Lando came back alive, (laughs) there's really no explanation of why, but they decide they're going to go to the island. Yes. It doesn't say where this island is. All we know is they're on this boat that's basically a, a canoe. It's got the the, the supports off on the side, and it's motorized. So again, the the timing of all this is like, well, do we have power? Do we not have power? Why do we not have phones if we have everything else? Doesn't really matter. But they're coming across there on the the boat, and all of a sudden they get attacked by a helicopter. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the only way I can explain it, dude. That's what, it's it, well, there's
2: a storm. There's a, there's a massive windstorm, but for some reason, it sounds like a helicopter, and it even has shadows of a helicopter. <laughs> it,
1: it is a helicopter. Yeah, <laughs> what is this evil force? It's it's a helicopter. You can see it.
2: <laughs> I, I loved it because he, the, like it kept blowing different directions, and and it's just like, oh my god, this is. I guess you work with what you have, and and, and the Philippines, sure, you know, you have a helicopter.
1: And while wow, that's going on, there's a little kid that's off in the distance up on a bank. And he pulls out a, a, a Tootsie Roll, I guess, and starts rubbing it and the wind stops. Yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like a mini Phil Spector. <laughs> he does. The kid's in there and then Lando drives the boat up to shore. He's jumping out. And you, you, you know when business is going on because these guys, when, when it's happening, it's double denim time, man. They got the pants. They got the jacket. They're rocking it, man. So he pulls up in his double denim and goes to talk to the kid. Hey, can you lead us to the, the wherever we're going? And the kid's mute, so he can't really say much. But he
2: he does make some like he makes some like yippy yipping sound or something. It's like a, like a dog.
1: It's yeah. He's like <laughs> okay. So they decide to follow the kid because apparently this is what gets me because it's like have they never been on this island before? I mean, these are your relatives. You know what island they're on, but you don't know how to get to where they live. Anyways, I'm I'm getting I'm trying to make way too much sense out of this movie. <laughs> hey,
2: they had two screenwriters that were the exact same person that they and they didn't think this hard about it. So <laughs> neither should you and your doppelganger.
1: <laughs> so the thing about it is the kid. They ask the kid to lead them, and the kid leads them to Tatooine again. So we're back <laughs> where we were in the dream state, I guess. And it, it literally looks like you're hiding R two D two from the Jawas right here, and then just randomly. A mountain explodes, almost like it's a volcano, and rocks start falling. Because that's what happens, you know, when you're on an island that nobody knows what island you're on. And while the mountain's exploding, the little kid helps him get to some safety, and then he just disappears. And the wife's like, hey, when when all the rocks stop falling, hey, where'd where'd the kid go? Well, he wasn't under here. I saw him run off that way. And And the wife's like, oh no, Lando, do you think he's trapped under the rocks? He never says a word. He just <laughs> he just walks on like, who cares? We gotta oh, go yeah. see. Uh... <laughs> they just stroll along. <laughs> it
2: just jumps right to the next scene. One, well, this kid can't be any more than like six years old, so it's
1: like <laughs> they just walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> they arrive at the community, and this is where Lando gets to meet uh, Johnny Rodriguez, and uh, he's the guy that was going to be the next successor, but just fell short. And they're getting along okay. Okay, and. You know, he's there and says, "Hey, I'm here to to see my uncle Miguel's, you know, house and all this stuff," and he doesn't even know he's dead yet. So this is what's weird because you had this weird dream, you had the coming back to life, and he hasn't had word. I mean, couldn't they just send that in the séance as well, <laughs> Lando? Your uncle is dead.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, if it's one of those things that you you have to go way out of your way to an island on a boat and you have to fight. The forces of nature or the helicopter, you would think that they're, you know, they kind of preface that with something important
1: happened. It just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he goes to see his uncle and then they say, hey, uh, he's not going to hear you because he's going, hey, uncle, it's me, Lando. And they're like, yeah, he's not going to hear you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, why is that? Uh, well, uh, you know, hes uh, he's dead, you see. He's sleeping with the fishes, you see. <laughs> well I like I like also that like they, they start talking
2: about when he died how a, a bullet they, they don't even really mention the prince of magic twisting him all up. they talk about how he was laid up in bed and a bullet hole just formed
1: in his head and you know the, the girls all go inside the house and that's when Uncle Ben and, and Johnny Rodriguez explain all this to, to Lando. and it kind of goes like this right here
3: What strange powers are you talking about? It's very strange the way he died. He died from a bullet wound, but nobody around here fired a shot. He was a Compton. That's how he died.
1: <laughs> Friends, are,
3: I was shot in the head. To show you the power of your Uncle Miguel, the bullet that hit you, he died from that shot. And you lived. Your coming here is according to his plans. He needs you, Lando. He has appointed you to lead
1: his people. So there you go. There, there's the nutshell of this story. Which, you know what? It's not a terrible idea. I mean, you could take Nicolas Cage and put him in a movie that does this, and it'd probably work.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You saw my uncle died, and I need
1: to to follow his legacy. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, this is one of my favorite things in the whole movie right here. So uh, Johnny Rodriguez takes uh, Lando out to the beach and says, uh, uh, You have to go out and, and find Uncle. Because he's got a message for you. And I'm like, how does this guy know all this stuff? But he's like, what are you talking about? He said, you just want me to float out there in a boat? And what? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what I'm looking for. I I could be out there for days. And uh, so he gets in the boat. He goes out there. Oh, hold it's on, almost hold on, one of those on. like, Luke Skywalker
2: there was a great line that you missed here. When they when he's taking him to where oh, yeah. he was buried, he said <laughs> they walk out onto the beach. He says he says, uh, "Oh, well, this uh this isn't a cemetery. This is the sea." <laughs> <laughs> it must be obvious, day on camp stupid. Look at the brain on Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I just like that he's like, "I'll take you to where your uncle's buried." This isn't a cemetery.
1: Yeah, you're on the beach, idiot. And <laughs> and to tell you what, the the last clip you guys just heard that's about the excitement level that it gets to with these voices. Nobody gets excited for anything. They just talk like this. But anyways, he goes out there, and he's in the boat, and he's sitting there for a while. Then all of a sudden, there's a loud siren kind of sound that only Lando is hearing, and it's making him cover up his ears, and he lays down in the boat, and he jumps up, and he tries to crank the boat, and the boat won't crank. So he gets out the paddle starts paddling, then he notices there's a piece of, of driftwood that's hitting the side of his boat. So he grabs it and he throws it far away from the boat, goes back to trying to paddle again, and all of a sudden he hears the same noise again and looks down at piece of wood there again. And when he grabs it, it turns into his dead uncle, who, I mean, this is in true Friday the 13th Part 1, Jason Voorhees style, <laughs> jumping up, grabbing Lando by the arm, just to say Lando, I'm your uncle <laughs>
2: <laughs> Well, I don't I don't understand. I thought it was only like a day or something had passed, but this dude was like full
1: on zombified. Yeah, it's like he'd already been eaten in half by, you know, some fish or something and I mean, it's not I don't want to say it's terrible makeup. No, it's it wasn't, it wasn't great... bad. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Yeah. But it's just so random because it's not like he's he get grabs him to pass on anything. It's literally literally so he can jump up and say, "I'm your uncle." And he grabs him by the arm real hard. That's it. From there it just cuts to another scene.
2: Yeah, it's it really serves no purpose, but it de- it does get kind of a jump scare, I guess. But again, like this movie, well, this movie doesn't seem like the kind of movie that should have a jump scare though. <laughs> so this it's all over the place really, but I I think it's kind of what's endearing about this movie is that you never yeah. know what's going to
1: happen at all. Forrest Gump said, it's like a, it's like a box of chocolates. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. So back in town, uh, back at the, the, the community here where everybody's staying at, uh, these guys roll into town. And this is, this is uh, the Prince of Magic's group that show up. Entourage. Because they've all got powers. And they're basically there to steal the women. And uh, so they go in there, and they take Lando's daughter, and they take Miguel's daughter as well. And they're walking around and basically shooting lasers out of their fingers. Yeah. They'll zap them. They'll zap, like, the guys so they can't fight against them. And then they'll just, like, smack them in the face and knock them out or kill them. Or... But you just got a bunch of lunatics running around shooting lasers out of their fingers in this little Filipino island it's just so weird i mean these guys are they, they don't look like bad guys they just like dudes on the street but lasers are flying man it's
2: really strange but i do like the the lines that come off their hands the little like circular lines
1: <laughs> and then you got the one guy that's staring at the the older guy that's oh my like god cross-eyed. dude what was this about <laughs> This was basically,
2: a, it's like, it was like when kids try to look cross-eyed at you to be funny. Well, imagine two adults doing that completely serious at each other to overpower one another.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like they're trying to do a scanners thing here, you know?
2: <laughs> cross-eyed scanners. It's so great because they just, they they pull in close-up on both these guys. And the the big, tough, like, gang gangster type dude, he looks so freaking silly, man. It's like it's like uh that guy in water boy who has got the goofy eye <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> Except for the, this isn't trying to be funny, though. Like, And, and eventually he overpowers this old guy because the dude just
1: falls backwards. You know, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell if they're trying to be funny or not. It, it's. Oh, you think? I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't know what the purpose of this movie is. <laughs> I don't know it's, if it's supposed to be like a educational film because of all the religious stuff. If it's sci-fi, if it's comedy, if it's horror. I don't know. Oh you really said you, you
2: said that uh Filipinos are traditionally uh Catholic and I think that yeah, the, the scene yeah. with their eyes crossing could
1: symbolize the cross.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, no man
1: no but uh never fear folks because Lando and Johnny Rodriguez show up and there's this leader, I guess, of this group. It's not the Prince of Magic. He's like the number two Prince of Magic. Maybe he's the, the Duke of Magic. He's like the Jester of Magic. <laughs> the Jester of Magic. And he's, he makes this big, strong wind blow. So, you know, the, it's blowing Lando and, and Johnny Rodriguez around, and they're holding on to trees, and they're fighting the wind. And then, uh, Johnny Rodriguez looks at Lando and says, Hold your hand up! And he holds his, <laughs> he holds his left hand up, almost like he's saying, Right on! <laughs> <laughs> and uh all of a sudden he, he he tells him to do his hand the other way and he creates this shield which is very very similar to Doctor Strange. I don't know if you've seen the Doctor Strange movie or not. But this shield comes out it looks just like I'm 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 going to say this. I'm going to say it, but I believe Marvel ripped this movie off.
2: <laughs> I yeah, if, if anything, yeah, Disney owes this company.
1: How hilarious would that be? if that actually did happen.
2: I could see that. I mean, because someone could be watching this as a joke. and like, we could put this in our movie and make it for real.
1: Oh, uh, so he he makes the shield and again the guys start shooting at him. Bullets don't hurt him. They go after the bad guys and you got, you know, it's it's double double denim at this point, man then <laughs> you got two guys in double denim, and they're just going to town on these guys. Johnny Rodriguez, man, he's he's become a street fighter, man. He's just hitting these people with these things and and they throw, it's almost like a it's almost like a street fighter move, you know, from the video game where you just throw like a power ball at them or something. You know what I mean? I duke him, it's yeah. like pew! yeah. And it's like in the sound effect, I swear up and down. Now, this will be interesting because Disney owns Marvel. But I'm, I am 99% sure the sound effect that they use when he throws those is the laser gun from the Black Hole movie. Oh, dude, I can see that. <laughs> it sounds identical, and I bet they ripped it off Disney to make this movie. So there you go. Fair trade. Nobody has to sue anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Lando. I mean, being the great guy he is, he punches the dude in the stomach. He looks like Tommy Chong, and he lands up against a, a palm tree, hey, and it kills him. So, here you go. <laughs> Why'd you have to punch me so hard, man? That's not cool. <laughs> I wasn't here for the women, man. I was just hungry, man. <laughs> and he just punches him, and he goes flying against a tree, kills him. And, uh, you know, here we go. Lando's uh, a murderer again. You know? yeah. Didn't he's take long. to protect the women. Uh, it was like a day. He's only like, been out for a couple of months. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I, I do like the earlier in the movie where his wife's giving him guff about cleaning the gun. And literally five minutes later, he's using the gun. It's like, yeah, maybe he shouldn't have a weapon because <laughs> he seems to be, he seems to be like uh, prone to kill.
1: What was that? Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> Pizza. Yeah, quick on the trigger there. Yeah. <laughs> Pizza guy. Oh uh, so yeah, uh the bad guys end up uh one of them punches Lando's wife in the face. Oh my god!
2: <laughs> that looked like he landed that punch, dude. They do it in like one shot because, like, he punches her, she falls and hits her head on the back of these stairs. And as soon as she hits the stairs, yeah. there's a bunch of blood like coming out of her mouth. And I'm like, I know that they probably had like you know a blood capsule or something in her mouth and all that, but it's all continuous. Like, there's no cutaway there. He just, he just lays her out and she just right. It's it's probably the most brutal thing in this movie, and it happens to a woman
1: because she's laying there. They think she's dead, but they grab the other women, they take them off, and uh, they steal one of the boats, and uh, they're going off to who knows where. We don't know, because we haven't had any kind of conversation of who these people are and what they're doing. No. So you know as much as we do at this point. (laughs) Well, I I, I would think that, you know, Uh, the Prince
2: of Magic, you know, being a magician and all, I'm surprised he's sending henchmen out to get the girls. I mean, what are you saying? His magic's not pulling down the poon? Like, come, (laughs) come on, Prince of Magic. Like,
1: Yeah, come on, man. He's the worst. (laughs) Then uh, Lando and Johnny Rodriguez decide, hey, let's go after the bad guys. So you got uh, Double Double Denim riding in a boat, chasing another boat, which has been gone for a long time. So, again, I'm going, where are we going? How do they have any idea where they're going? I would make reference to the new Star Wars movie. Well, yeah, I'm going to anyways. Even in Star Wars, they decided to have a MacGuffin. You know, something to get you to where you need to go. There is no MacGuffin here. We're just making this crap up. Oh, th- <laughs> I think they went that way. <laughs> yeah, things just
2: happen at certain places, and then they happen at other places, and that's about all the thought that was put into this movie.
1: <laughs> but it doesn't matter, because we're going to get some more explanation along the way that kind of even gives us more background. And uh, I know, Johnny, we were talking earlier... And you were talking about a, a piece of uh, commentary where uh, Lando says, "I'm sorry to hear about your father dying." Right?
2: <laughs> he says, "I'm sorry, I didn't know your father died." And then, literally a second later, his wife says, "I'm sorry, I didn't know your father died." <laughs> and I'm just waiting yeah, for the they third read the person exact same line. Yeah, the third person just to say <laughs> the exact same line, like. How is, the, the voiceover
1: actors didn't say anything about this, like, and we kind of get the same thing here too because we're riding on the boat, we're heading off, we're on a boat to nowhere, uh, <laughs> chasing the evil, and uh, we get this conversation which explains a bit about the Prince of Magic, and uh, you'll hear what we're talking about because at the end of this, you kind of get a, a double line as well.
3: These men who took the girls, do you know them? It's the prince of magic and his men, the followers of the evil one. Strange, these powers I have now. Not even bullets can harm me, and I can even heal. You're so now, what we call Coronado, the crowned one. Coronado. Coronado? What is it? The Coronado was this great power and strength of goodness needed to fight evil. And that's what your uncle Miguel left you. By naming you his successor, your Uncle Miguel has given you all the power, all the knowledge that he possesses, all the strength and goodness needed to carry on our fight against evil. The key to your power are the sacred words. Remember them well. What did they I, think you do, you I do have my own. It's just that it's not as powerful as yours. Maybe I'm not ready for it yet. I don't need all those powers, Renzo. All I'm interested in is to make sure I get my daughter back. You need your power to free your daughter. You don't know what you're getting yourself into. You haven't seen yet the awesome power of the Prince
1: of Magic. Prince of Magic. (laughs) The awesome power of the Prince of Magic. Prince of Magic. Psyche almost wanted to hear a bling at the end of Prince of Magic. Bling. So there you go. We get a bit more instructions of what's going on here. Yeah, you've got these powers and you're going to need them because you're fighting the ultimate evil. And again, that's why I can't figure out what this movie is supposed to be. I don't know if it's scare tactic stuff or, you know, hey, we're fighting evil every day and this is a normal guy fighting evil and... Yeah, I don't know. I, I I don't know if it's you know supposed to be religious propaganda or what. It's really hard to I, figure I, out I what
2: think this movie is. Partially, it's a religious. I don't know if I would use the word propaganda, but like I know the whole thing with like Miguel, this Lando's last name being San Miguel. It's like a reference to the archangel, and the was that yep. that's real popular in the Philippines. And then you know he's always pictured fighting Satan and uh, Filipino crotch fighting.
1: There you go. <laughs> So from there we cut to the Prince of Magic, and they're in a cave, and they got uh, the cage, the magical cage here with a bunch of naked Filipino women in it for some reason. Yeah, the scene made no sense.
2: I I, I looked down for
1: a second to like write a note, and I looked back up. I'm like, whoa, man, (laughs) there's naked women's. Everywhere. Yeah, I mean, and they're packed in there like sardines, so there's not like, it's not like a regular jail cell where they've got room, there's nowhere to sit. They're all just standing there with these black ribbons tied around their neck. Yeah, they don't look distraught or anything. They're just hanging out. Literally
2: hanging out, but also just hanging around.
1: (laughs) They're kind of zombified, and they're just kind of just standing there like, uh... well, that's going on. Then we meet another character that uh, the only thing I could come up with was Snake Chick. Which I have to say, if there's a hottie in this movie, yeah, she's pretty hot. Oh, okay, I know which one you're
2: talking about. Yeah, she's the one that eventually rips the guy's face off, right? No,
1: she she's just the one that turns into a snake and just oh. shows up and then disappears. Yes,
2: okay, I don't Yeah, I'm reading through my notes and I'm like trying to decide where things happen because they're 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 <laughs> chronologically in order as the movie happened, but for some reason I'm jumping ahead or like falling behind somewhere.
1: It's, it's hard to keep people separated, you know? Like, the whole Uncle Ben thing just throws me, because it's like, why do we even need this character? But this cage that they've got. So the this snake, this snake chick shows up, and apparently she's just like the Prince of Magic. I, I want to say there may be almost equals. She may even be a little more powerful. But they both answer to Satan. That's what we're getting to here. So they're like the next step down. They're the number twos. And they've got this cage set up with the shocking bars, and the Prince of Magic says, No one can open this. No, it's not even. It's not even the Prince of Magic that says it. It's his. It's his number two guy yeah. that's wearing the weird Zoro hat. <laughs> no one can open these bars except my master and his master. And it's like okay, and, and apparently if you touch the bars, it electrocutes you. You know that's kind of the whole point. And they stick uh, Lando's daughter in there, so that's where they're keeping her. And then the other girl that they took, which is Miguel's daughter. They took her, and she's still knocked out, and they just lay her on a slab, and it's like just random guys come in and just molest her all the oh, time. Oh, dude. She's just knocked out. Yeah. It was it was, uh, it was a weird element for this
2: movie, but I figured once they introduced uh, all the boobs, it, it kind of fit in,
1: but yeah, it was just kind of weird. Like, that- <laughs> it just changed you know, the the whole direction here kind of quickly. Of course, we are, uh, I guess, in hell. I guess that's where we're saying we're at at this point. So I guess it's anything goes. But yeah, I mean, these are just ran in. And you don't, you know, the, she doesn't really, they don't show any skin. But they're just groping her and kissing on her and all this stuff. But, you know, it's uh, it's kind of weird. Yeah, in, in a movie where five
2: ten minutes before we were having a cross eye battle <laughs> you, you know you, 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 it's just you know you're thrown off a little bit because you're trying to you're trying to go along with the tone of it <laughs> and then here comes uh, right blind man mcsqueezy like feeling all
1: <laughs> feeling the the girl all up and it's like it's off in a little private room too it's not like out in the open it's just like how seedy can you make this thing man? oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that's going on we get the double Denim brothers coming into the face of the cave, or the mouth of the cave. And uh, <laughs> this could be my favorite scene in the whole movie. I've, I think I've already said the that. The cobra? <laughs> but this could be. This could be my favorite scene, because they walk in, and there's a cobra that's sticking out of the wall, and it flies at Lando. As Lando they do. <laughs> grabs it and just starts slapping the snake in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Till it's dead, or, or stunned. <laughs> And then he takes it and ties it in a knot, which I'm going to say this is probably a real snake. I'm going to say there probably was not any animal laws at this point. Uh, well, I don't know about I
2: don't know about that snake, but later on, there's definitely some animal laws being broken.
1: <laughs> but uh, he ties the snake into a knot and then just slings it up against the wall in the cave. It looks like a pretzel, like. <laughs> and he spends a lot of time tying it in a knot too. I'm like, dude, why don't you just throw it down? <laughs> Well, I he, guess maybe tying them in a knot is something you did to to make sure they couldn't do anything else. I mean, it makes sense, I guess. I, I don't know the he the
2: the snake was already in a pretty severe concussion after that face slapping. He snake slapped him, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which also is something you do not you do not want to Google with your uh, safe search off. <laughs> do not Google in uh, Filipino snake slapping you will be i don't
1: know i was going to say disappointed
2: no,
0: no, no you're going to
2: die
1: <laughs> nice <laughs> yeah don't look up snake slapping that's not a good idea oh <laughs> uh, so at this point uh this is where uh, johnny rodriguez comes up with this great idea of splitting up because you know that's what you do when you're hunting bad guys you double your chances as he says I've got a soundbite of that. It goes like this right here.
3: Lando, we'd better split up here. It'll double our chances. <laughs> I think you're right. But I don't know which way to go through. There's so many tunnels. <laughs> you go through that tunnel, Lando. And I'll take the other one. Remember, whatever happens, we'll meet each other here. Okay. Watch your step. Wait. Lando. Remember the sacred words. Yeah? What about it? Say it now, so your power will take effect.
1: Klaatu Barata Nickel Sanctus
3: Sancti Christum. Right. All right. Take care now.
2: Take care. Take it easy. Good luck.
1: Take it easy. See you. See ya.
2: (laughs) Dude, I I thought Army of Darkness as soon as that scene came up.
1: I just love the fact of, you even see it. They're standing there, and there's two ways to go. And he says, we need to split up. He's like, well, there's so many tunnels. I don't know which way to go. And he goes, you take that one, and I'll take the other one.
2: (laughs) I love that Shatner-esque acting, too. But which way should I go?
1: (laughs) The best part, though, you got to admit, is this right here.
2: All right.
3: Take care now. Take care now. Take it easy. Good luck. See you. (laughs)
2: Take care now is like something your your great-grandmother tells you when she hangs up with you.
1: You're going to fight the ultimate evil. They've stole your girlfriend or wife or whatever she is and your daughter. Okay, be careful. (laughs) <laughs> okay then, wow, well, they've also like severely maimed half the village. <laughs> I think that's the thing is, and it may have to totally do with the overdubs, right? you know, I imagine in, in the original language, they're probably really going, you know, okay, you just you be careful all right and and I'll be careful too, and i'll I'll see you when we get out of here instead of okay, then, bye bye. See you then. From here, uh, they split up. Uh, I don't even know where to start with this one, Johnny. I mean... Is this the snake boy? This... Oh, my God, dude. Like, (laughs) this
2: is the weirdest crap I've seen in a movie so far, I think, that we've done. (laughs) A snake turns into a... a, I don't know, a a naked six-year-old boy snake thing. And it's attacking him with, like... You know, like, the kid's doing snake fangs, but it looks like he's, like, kangaroo hopping with his arms... I don't know what the hell is going on in this scene. I'm, I'm like, so is the kid, like,
1: the embodiment of the snake, or is he... I, I don't know, man. It didn't turn into a great big dude. It turned into, a, like, an eight-year-old boy. And he's running around, he's naked, so you got snake junk going everywhere. <laughs> and it's just weird... Jumping, and I love Lando's fighting technique because he never bends his elbows. When he smacks something, it, it's the whole arm comes down. It's never like a regular punch. It's a weird, awkward swinging arm punch, and everything he hits has the same sound. And he he is rocking this kid, man.
2: <laughs> He's got that that Bob Dole arm going, beating the hell out of a little
1: kid. <laughs> just smacking the kids going flying everywhere and eventually he catches the kid and he picks him up by his neck and he strangles him till he turns back to a snake and then he falls on the ground and he's a dead snake.
2: This was so weird, man. The look on his face when he chokes the kid out and the kid actually dies is like, holy crap. <laughs> like, you, you realize you were
1: choking someone, right? Like, he's gonna die. And then after that, if that wasn't enough, then two muscle dudes show up. Or maybe it's three. I don't know. You can't lose count. These dudes showed up. They're all oiled up. But... They're not your regular, like, Conan-looking muscle dudes. These are, like, Filipino muscle dudes, so they're not very big. Lando is going to town, man. He's pumping these dudes. He smashes one of them's face on a rock, and then he stabs a dude. He, he's got a, a torch that he's carrying, which is a full-size torch. It's It's as tall as he is. <laughs> and he burns a dude's face with it, and then he stabs him with it. I'm just like, man, Lando is a badass. He's got a full-on backyard tiki
2: torch in the middle of a fight. <laughs>
1: That's exactly <laughs> what it is. <laughs> I didn't think about that. Keeps the keeps the mosquitoes away. <laughs> <laughs>
2: does that have citronella? It does. <laughs> Thanks, Lando. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> These caves are just they're rotten with mosquitoes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It cuts to Johnny Rodriguez, and it, it's kind of weird because it's almost the exact same thing. Except there's no snake boy. But there is more muscle dudes that show up. And again, J, uh, Johnny Rodriguez is, you know, throwing these, these power balls at, at these people and killing them. I mean, they, they just kill off the bad guys. And then Lando wanders into the room. It's got the cage in it, and his daughter's in there. His daughter's in there, and he talks to her a little bit. And again, only the Prince of Magic can open the cage. And then... Uh, Lando just finds a random secret way out of the cave, so he's in this room where the cage is. Notices he can't get his daughter out, and then just moves a big rock and he's outside. <laughs> it's like, why didn't you just do that to begin with? You didn't have to go fight Snake Boy and all this stuff. Yeah. Is this where he's in that like that, that like water area or no? Yeah, yeah, he's going outside. To to call the Prince of Darkness, he wants to have a showdown with him, which does not end up well. <laughs> it's gonna be a showdown. <laughs> I mean, so he calls the Prince to fight, and when he's standing there, there's all these waterfalls. They're like little four foot, five foot drop off waterfalls, and there's one great big one. He calls out the, the Prince of Magic, and the Prince of Magic pretty much humiliates Lando here, man. I mean, just we talked about the head spinning a while ago. Well he makes Lando's whole whole body spin. Like a top. Like, Feet not even moving, <laughs> yeah. Like he is standing on a sit-, sit and spin, and it's so fast and so ridiculous looking, but it sure is a lot of fun. <laughs> well, that magician
2: doesn't have a whole lot up his sleeve. It's like a lot of a lot of spinning, man. So I feel like
1: he's he, I, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, it's just kind of weird like that. He's Satan's right hand man. <laughs> he's not very creative. He just kind of uses the same thing over and over. But you know, you're limited by your special effects crew, I guess. Well, let's face it. He actually does more than the devil does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's spinning and spinning, and then all of his henchmen, uh, the El Guapo's bunch, grabs Lando and, th- and throws him over the edge of a waterfall. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty hilarious, man, because you can tell it's just, you know, it's just a big bag that they just threw. It's not even a body, I don't think. And while that's going on, Johnny Rodriguez... Finds his girl. He found the room where these guys are in here, and they're molesting her still. And this is where one of the the cockeyed dudes in there messing with her and stuff. Man, he kills kills these guys with some fireballs. So he's all fired up now, man. He's upset. And he's got these fireballs, and he's shooting these guys, and it's killing them. Not bad. I mean, it looks pretty good for the time. But then, while that's going on, his girl stands up and comes walking out to him. And you could tell something weird's going on. Yeah. And she says something about, you've changed. And he's like, well, I haven't changed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing my double denim. I mean, come on, babe. It's the musk. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he walks up and he gives her a hug. And obviously you can tell something's wrong with her. And she reaches back and, I mean, rips, like, his whole cheek off of him. You can see teeth and jaw. Yeah. yeah. Out of nowhere. That's what's hard to understand about this movie because the next in command bad guy is so evil that he makes you spin. But here's somebody who's just a zombified chick that really doesn't have a lot of meaning besides the fact that you're supposed to care for her, can rip your face off. Yeah. And it's like, uh, who's the real baddie here? It's almost like they got their powers mixed up or something. But she does. She rips Dude's face off and he reaches up and he's holding his face. And I don't know what you made of this scene, but she's, like, standing there, and he's standing there, and you hear a weird noise, and all of a sudden, I- I'm assuming her heart just explodes. It does, yeah. Her heart explodes. Like, But I didn't understand why. or Like, I didn't, none
2: of that made sense.
1: No. It, I don't know if he was doing it to her or if she was doing it to herself. Don't know. But it explodes, and it's not an internal thing. It, like, blows her whole chest out. Because yeah. <laughs> he has, like, blood
2: splatter on him. God.
1: I mean, maybe he was deep. Maybe because he was holding his face, he couldn't really say it. But he was going, "Call him off!" <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I don't know. It, it doesn't really explain it at all. And then it just cuts away. So, are they both dead? Well, we don't know. Would you die if your face was ripped off like that? I mean, immediately? I wouldn't think so. No, but I mean, that that was just such a weird thing to happen to him. It just didn't make a lot of sense. But anyways, what has, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, up to this point. Oh, is it, I think next
2: we get we get the, the women attack with the, all the shape-shifting women.
1: Oh, we're not there yet, because this is where Lando's floating on some driftwood. Oh, yeah. Which I'm glad is not Uncle Miguel. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your uncle. <laughs> get off me. <laughs> and this is where the mute kid comes back into the picture. Finds him and takes him to a chapel, which is an old run-down chapel. Brings him back to health. And introduces him to uh, the guy that sold the gremlin <laughs> in the Gremlins movie. <laughs> he's got long, straight, gray hair and, and a beard, and you know, you know, you know where we're going here. It's it's weird because it's like he's training him, but he's not really training him. So it's like the art of training without training. You know, he's nursing him back to health and giving him all this extra knowledge, and gives him a, a, a staff to take with him. All the powers in the staff. And he even says, like, can you do one thing for me? Teach me how I will know where where Satan is. He goes, well, there's a big red rock. And if you find it, it's inscripted on there. That's kind of where he lives. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> really? And then when he's walking away, he goes, I never even got your name. And he goes... The people that love me call me father. I was like, Ah, there you go. It's God himself. Miss Jackson, him na- <laughs> Jackson if you're nasty if you're nasty. We go back to the cave, and here we've got the prince of, of magic. We got the snake woman. And and they're taking Lando's daughter to Satan. Right? So they've met up with Satan and Satan's like, It's time for me to get married. He's standing up on this thing and he's saying all this stuff. Which this let's talk about the devil for a minute too, because when we first see him, he's your typical Pee Wee Herman devil, right? Red suit, red face, goatee, devil's tail, which the way he's standing though, couldn't tell if it was a tail or something else <laughs> on the front side. Oh yeah. It's it's a I, I looked at that two or three times and going, I'm I'm sure that's gotta be a tail. <laughs> But this show don't look like it. It looks like John Holmes just painted himself red, you know. And uh, so he decides, hey, I'm going to get married. And it's going to be Lando's daughter. Yeah, cuz just because, you know, that's what you do, you you marry your nemesis's daughter. I, that always works I out. I just like, every story I, where that's happened. I feel like the prince of Dar- or the
2: the prince of magic and then the devil like the, they're their, their end game like it, it's just so it's just so like normal. Like they're not doing anything excessive or like world dominating or anything. It's just like I'm going to marry his daughter cuz yeah, I could do that.
1: <laughs> right. So we go from here where they they <laughs> we got to talk about this because the devil's red, he's a skinny little dude. And then he transforms, I don't know why. I don't know if he's trying to make himself more appealing for Lando's daughter, but he turns himself into a well, let's not say chubby, <laughs> a, a healthier Filipino dude. Which obviously he was not Filipino earlier. No. He was definitely a, he was definitely just a Anglo-Saxon. Why we did this? I have no idea, but we did get an upgrade in the outfit because now he's wearing a full-piece suit, tie and all, with a black cape. He's dressed like Dracula. He's just got horns on his head. <laughs> <laughs> and Ozzy Osbourne makeup around his eyes. <laughs> you would think he's trying to make himself more appealing. He'd do something about the horns. So, yeah, now we got the devil and his... T- it's like he's tap dancing. <laughs> he's got, like, a tap dancing outfit on with a cape. It's like he's going to do putting on the ritz or something. That's the devil we get from now on for the rest of the movie. <laughs> That's pretty much it while this is going on, we get Lando returning back to the cave, and this is where he's going to fight the Prince of magic and this is a special effects extravaganza man because <laughs> there's lasers flying everywhere there's weird effects I mean he's like smacking people with this with this new uh staff that he's got and like electrocuting people with it and just punching holes in people with it, and I mean, just it's just crazy right here. There's so much going on, you can't even talk about all of it. You'll just have to go find this part of the movie. He he is he does beat all these guys up to get to the cage. That's where he's going first. He's going to the cage first. So he goes in, he beats up four or five guys with these new powers that he's got, and he goes to the cage, and uh, he's he's gonna free all the girls. He's figured out that he can use the staff. And he holds it out, and it starts lighting up <laughs> very badly. And uh, I-, I love this, because the-, the-, the cage just disappears, and we get this. That's the sound of the, of the staff. Whoa.
3: What happened to my daughter? Where is she? I-, I don't know. Listen, girls. You're no longer prisoners, and you're free to go home. I've freed you from the Prince of Magic. Get going. I'll still have to look for my daughter.
1: Get going.
0: Thank
3: you, sir. Thank you. Thank
1: you, sir. i still have to look for my daughter. Toodaloo. Scram! You have to hand it to to Lando, because he keeps his cool, man.
2: Oh, yeah. I have to go look for my daughter now. Please put on some tops and be safe.
1: Now we're getting to where Lando does fight the Prince of Darkness, and... Does he go looking for him? No. He's just walking, and all of a sudden, just the Prince of Magic just pops up. There he is. And we get a bunch of knocking the the staff away from Lando and knocking Lando down. And then the Prince of Magic multiplies himself into all those other guys that work for him. And they're standing up on this mountainside, and they're all shooting lasers down at Lando, trying to kill him. And Lando disappears. Then he pops up behind all these guys. He's multiplied himself. And then I guess the real Lando is right behind the Prince of Magic, and he punches him in the gut. <laughs> <laughs> this was so anticlimactic. But, but at the same time, it's like, I see kind of what they were going for. It's like they have good ideas for just to have certain things happen. Like he's got the Superman breath at one point, right? He, There's a guy coming at him. He just goes and blows the guy back just by using his, his breath and he's got the absorbing power We you know the two guys him and another guy grab the staff at the same time and it like just disintegrates the other guy like he's spontaneously combusted so you got some cool ideas but it's like I really don't know how he's gonna fight the Prince object. oh he punched him in the stomach that's right <laughs>
2: <laughs> just like knocking the air out of an asthmatic
1: right and the scene where they're fighting with their powers which I threw a little clip of that out there last week so if you haven't seen that you can go to the short bus uh, Facebook page, and there's a clip <laughs> of them fighting with their powers, which goes on way too long. And that's that's another problem. This movie, the the scenes go on forever. Oh, dude, this ending, the end went on forever. Yeah, you're mesmerized by it, but you're going, this really needs to end right now. <laughs> <laughs> so he ends up beating the prince of magic, and he goes outside, and here's an old lady who's sitting down. And apparently these big rocks fell on her feet, and she can't get the rocks off of her feet. So Lando, being the nice guy that he is, just bends over. I mean, these are big boulders too, man. These probably weigh 400 pounds a piece. Oh, Lando just bends over and picks them up like they're nothing. Then first of all, you're going, all right? How did these rocks get on these women? This woman's feet? I mean, I could understand one foot getting stuck, but having two huge boulders land on both your feet? <laughs> Lando, come on, man. You're smarter than that. If, if you don't see that that's not a setup, you got problems, son. But I
2: feel like uh, intelligence isn't his strong suit in this movie. <laughs> Cause it, it, I, that's true. Throughout the whole thing, man, Like he's just... The whole thing about, I can take bullets now.
1: Like, he's just like super happy. He decides to help this old lady get back to her house and even lets her use his cane, his staff, as, as a support so she can get back. When well, they go back to her house... And I'm like, look at this house going, man, this place is swanky, man, because they walk in, big nice house, dead animals mounted all over the wall, and there's two chicks and a fireplace going on. So you got these two chicks kind of sitting there looking at each other in front of a fireplace going, you're going, oh, yeah. Lando's about to get the (laughs) boom-boom. But they try to, you know, it's, it's the whole temptation thing, right? So this is, what it is, is the old lady is the snake lady, the one that turns into a snake. And she's disguised herself to get him over here so she can try to kill him. And these two girls get up, and they're, like, offering him food and drink, and they just start dancing for no reason, just because that's what they do. So he's watching the chicks, and then Snake Woman comes up to him, and puts her arms around him, and she's like, "We can do whatever you like." And then her arm going around his back turns into the snake, and all of a sudden, Lando jumps up, and he's got a boa constrictor all over him. and He's picking it off of him. And he throws th- it, and dude. He th- that was a that was a <laughs> live that snake. snake. That
2: was not a like. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, there's that one snake earlier. I wasn't sure, but this one
1: that was a live snake that he just threw about forty feet. <laughs> and if that wasn't crazy enough, one of the other chicks starts making cat sounds and do her hands up like claws. So she turns into a cat, and he has to put her where she belongs, too. He smacks her around a bit. And then the other one turns into a dog. So, you know, no explanation. I guess if a little eight-year-old kid can be a snake and not a snake, and yeah, why not? They can be cats and dogs. Cats and dogs and snakes, they all get along great together. So at this point, Satan's all slicked up. He's ready for his wedding. They bring uh, Lando's daughter out, and they put her on another big slab, ceremonial slab. And I couldn't figure this out, but it looks like he just pours hot caramel on her. Yeah. (laughs) That's what it looks like. Don't have the slightest idea. I don't know if it's just to keep her under a spell. It doesn't say. You, too, will Uh, feel the the
2: spell, the hypnotic spell of the caramel, next (laughs) to (laughs) nougat."
1: But this is where uh, Lando's walking around again. Lando's out walking around and he finds the Red Rock, which has a tree hanging out of it. And I think YouTube was playing there as well. <laughs> that's a, sorry, that's just it's just Joshua Tree concert joke. Then all of a sudden, you know, Lando's standing out here in this spot and he just starts yelling, Satan, come out here and fight like a man, which doesn't make any sense. But anyways, so he's yelling for Satan to come out and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, here comes the janitor. <laughs> Just this random dude is walking around. It's I guess he's the caretaker. And he's like, uh, you shouldn't be here. And then he looks at the dude, and then he sees a shadow on the ground. And the shadow has horns. So he realizes this the devil. And he goes, Satan! And then he disappears again. Lando again calls him out. Come on, you chicken! And uh, Satan shows up. And Satan says, i tell you what. I'm going to fight you as a mortal because you know that's what the devil does. Uh, so he decides that he's going to lay it all the line. So we we've got uh, the devil went down to Georgia all over again right here.
2: <laughs> it's Ralph Macchio uh, about to right. have a a dual dual guitar session.
1: I tell you what, it probably would have been better than what we get. <laughs> Uh, so now that you know, it gets into the fight, and the devil's like throwing him around, and none of none of uh, Lando's powers are working against him. And then Lando has on, calls on God to help him. You've helped me so far. Can you help me now? And all this kind of thing. And then the devil, like I said, he gets his pitchfork, which is a legit. It looks like something you would buy at a Halloween shop. I mean, it's that cheap of a, of a pitchfork. And uh, Lando gets his staff. And the mute kid shows up, and then the cat and dog woman and everybody shows up. So everybody's standing around watching this bra- brawl. It's kind of like when you had the fights in school back in the day. You know, you do, the two kids would meet in the smoking area, and everybody in the school knew about it, so they'd all gather around. That's kind of what's happening oh, yeah. here. Oh, circle. The devil has, like, created this fire that surrounds them. Well, then Lando, during the fight, reaches around and, and takes his... uh. His staff and just starts putting out the fire, and then he shocks the he shocks Satan like five or six times with his staff, and uh, that that kills him. <laughs> 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 that's that's what this whole movie's been building up to, folks. A magic staff shocking the devil about five times, and that's it. Well, if, I feel like a lot of this
2: could have been avoided if he had the magic staff, you know, in the first ten minutes of the movie.
1: Yeah, like, is, yeah. If, if, is, what what if uncle instead of his uncle, uncle Miguel of- could have said, "Hey, <laughs> yeah," could have been like an Excalibur scene where the staff staff comes up out of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Needless to say, the devil is dead, and Lando goes back in the cave to find his daughter. And there's snakes all over the steps. Oh God! And he just he let's just let's put this out there. Lando hates snakes. All right, worse than Indiana Jones hates them because this guy reacts to them. He's kicking he doesn't them, man. Like... He's smacking them, kicking them, hitting them with the staff. He gets up there, and she's still knocked out. And then it shows back at the island where the rest of the family is all waiting for Lando to return. And then it's almost like the devil showed up there somehow. Or the evil has of some kind because they start having a big windstorm and they're running for their lives. They're trying to get to the chapel so they'll be safe and all this chaos is going on. And then uh, Lando, it shows him carrying you know, his daughter. <laughs> Lando ends up like, shooting his daughter with the staff to wake her up. <laughs> so she's okay now. But it goes back to the storm again. And then out of nowhere, Lando bends over where he's at. And finds the little missing statue that supposedly was missing that we never saw. And then all the wind stops. And that's pretty much the movie.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's really just... When it ends, you're kind of like... Shouldn't this have ended about 20 minutes before this scene?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You could have left all this out of here. You could have stopped back at the house with the witches. And and it would have been fine. Not great. Just fine. Well, and and I was thinking that, like we Uh, were talking
2: about they could shave a lot off this movie, and I thought toward the end I was like, Man, this is really building up to something and then credits. Like, what
1: (laughs) there's a good twenty minutes in this film that I think everybody should see just because. But the problem is is it's scattered throughout this hour and forty minute long movie.
2: (laughs) But it is on YouTube uncut, so I always love when you can find this stuff on YouTube uncut. That that's the best part is they don't censor anything, so, you know, it's, it's like
1: the, the yeah, full movie. Which this is, it's a bad copy. You can tell this is, it's not from DVD, we can tell you that. I don't know if this movie but, uh, had a DVD release. Yeah, you think it did? I don't know. I mean, for, for Tubi and places like that to carry it? it had to have some sort of digital release. Oh yeah, like maybe uh... it's probably scanned off a of, off of VHS or whatever and put onto a disc and that's the copy you get, you know. I think the one on YouTube when it starts up, you can kind of see the lines at the bottom where you can tell it's a VHS kind of copy. Oh,
2: you can hear the hum- but, the hum uh... too, like the VHS hum.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the reason I pulled all the audio from the Tubi version, because it it didn't have it in there. So it was a better version. But yeah, I mean, that's that's the movie, folks. I mean, <laughs> it is it is unlike anything else we've had on this show, without a doubt. It is bizarre.
2: Oh, yeah. This movie, dude, like you read the synopsis and and I, I actually that's why i had to restart it because i did, i didn't read the synopsis before i started watching so in the first 30 minutes i'm like what in the hell is happening and and finally when i read the synopsis <laughs> i was like oh the, this is making more sense although it it takes a long time to get to where it needs to no
1: i, I basically played you the sound bites that you need that describes everything you need to know about this movie and uh, you know and that's pretty much in the in the nutshell everything else Really just kind of th- throws you off because it's not needed. So bizarre. Man, good lessons from bad
2: movies. Uh, man, those who live in bamboo houses shouldn't throw boulders. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, if I was going to start another business, I would go put in telephones in the Philippines. <laughs> you,
2: I mean, this was 1983, and I feel like they were still using smoke signals.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just... So weird, man. So weird.
2: Also, uh, Let's see, what wind. Else? Apparently the Philippines has a real bad problem with wind.
1: Or helicopters, whichever you you decide. <laughs> low low flying helicopters. Oh no, it's a big wind. <laughs> yeah. It's a real bad wind. Nope, nope. That's just that's Lloyd over there in his in his helicopter again. <laughs> if you see an old lady trapped under some rocks, just leave her laying, man. Leave her laying. Yeah, it's not gonna end well for anybody.
2: What were they thinking, man? The, the first thing I thought was I don't know. The movie's starting and you feel you I, I felt like the movie had already had a previous twenty minutes of something happening when it started. And then you're just kinda of thrown into this. I'm like, what they they should have had a a more solid start so I knew what was going on.
1: Yeah, they they could've kind of trimmed a lot of that down. Without the more they try to explain, the more questions you get because they don't explain things. So, yeah, I mean that's there's a lot of things they just weren't thinking, man. It's just like I said, I, I think they had some great ideas for some effects things. Yeah, man. And one guy, you're gonna like do your arm, and a hole's gonna go through him, or things like that. Well, what's gonna happen when I fight the the Prince of Magic? Uh, just punch him in the stomach, <laughs> you know? So. I think just as far as all that, they just they didn't think of the end plan. So it's almost like, uh, and I, I'm going to get some hate on this, but it's kind of the way I feel about Stephen King. Oh, yeah. I think Stephen King is great at coming up with visions and putting you in a situation. He just doesn't know... How to end a story? Yeah, based on yeah the the end execution you know? is
2: is always not so great.
1: Yeah, it's just a way to try to say oh, and and it turned into a big spider and they killed it with a slingshot. The end. You know the trash can man rides a missile. You know <laughs> it, 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 it's, that's that's kind of what this feels like. You know it feels like and the devil's dead. Yay! We found the statue. Ding ding ding.
2: <laughs> oh, dude! It says right here co-written by Richard Bachman. <laughs> I bet <laughs> uh, the long
1: denim walk.
2: <laughs> the uh, The other what What were they thinking for me? Was I don't know, man. I was really uncomfortable in that naked snake child scene. <laughs> I was like, this, this, is, this yeah. is weird. <laughs> I mean, uh, th- th- okay, yeah. the whole movie's weird, but this scene was just like, okay, this is just this
1: is odd and uncomfortable. Well, uh, snake, snake junk, man. Snake junk. That's all you can do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh, what upgrades would you make to this movie, man?
1: Uh, like I said, I, I'd make this a short film. I'd make it about 20 minutes long. <laughs> There's enough stare, stuff there that you can make it happen. You could redo the dialogue on this and probably make it somewhat better. And... I'm sure they say that about American movies when you play them in, in other countries as well. Is I'm sure the overdubs are not up to par because there's just a there's just a, a lag there, you know. But yeah, I, I think if you could give them more emotion then and bullets don't even hurt me anymore. Where's my daughter? You're free to go now. Go on. Take care. Uh for me I
2: said the same thing. I said make it a little bit shorter. Um and I think your twenty minute suggestion is actually if you get all the great scenes and just, you know, trim it down, that would be a, a cool little short film. But um I, I think they should have had more Filipino
1: crotch fighting. Like there wasn't enough. <laughs> and um how about the adventures of, of Uncle Miguel after he's like become that mummy zombie thing? That, that would have been good. Just carry that on. Well, I feel it. maybe he puts a sack over his head and starts killing people. You know,
2: it's funny that's the direction you went with it because I, I was thinking of uh, zombie too. I Man, I was thinking of him fighting that shark.
1: Oh, yes. That's even better, idea. Miguel versus Shark, Uncle Miguel, Shark Killer, <laughs> <laughs> Shark Killer, <laughs> Supernatural Shark Killer, dude. That just uh, that. There's your sequel oh, right yeah. there, <laughs> man. On the
2: bus, dude. I think sitting this down on the bus, I would give this. Uh,
1: I think I would give it um, second to the back seat. That's exactly where I was thinking, man. I, I feel the same way. Uh, as bad as it is, it's still not as bad as some things that we've seen. It's it's totally different. It it's in a category all to itself versus anything else we've watched. But as far as the succometer, meter it, it's not on the back row, I don't think. I think second to last. Yeah, that
2: that's good. I like that because uh, I, I thought about going in the middle and I'm like, nah, no, nah, because Nah uh, It's not that good either. Well, I was thinking about <laughs> I was thinking about rewatchability and I'm like, no, the movie it can be something you throw on at parties or something, but if they it has more rewatchability if you made like a, a fan edit that was like a super compilation of all the the big the best scenes. But otherwise, man, there's a lot of stuff that can be trimmed. Right,
1: and and that's the problem with this movie because it's one of those that when you see some of these scenes, like the ones we posted out there, it makes you want to go watch the movie, but you really don't need to. <laughs> those scenes are all you really need to see because they make about as much sense without seeing the rest of the movie is when you do see the movie. There's a user review of
2: this movie I thought was pretty funny. It says, uh, a, je- a jean jacket wearing champion named Lando must travel to a cave to rescue his daughter from the forces of evil. A Filipino amalgam of Christianity and other religions appear to be the basis for this bizarre fantasy adventure. It has a <laughs> it has a budget as low as Geek Maggot Bingo, and acting that makes William Shatner look like a candidate for knighthood. <laughs> guys zap each other with magical <laughs> rays that appear to have been drawn on with crayons rubber snakes turn into naked people nudity gore and implied rape coexist quite quite happily with a childlike innocence that is at the story's heart <laughs> it says i don't have the cultural background to process this film pro- this film properly i'm sure which is what makes it so damn entertaining i'm now hanging my head in shame and questioning my own gratuitous use of the word or the phrase wtf up to this point, because this film is clearly what it was meant for all along. Which I, I yeah, mean, it's that's a yeah, that's that's dead that's on. Pretty good, dead on.
1: <laughs> you can't really describe it to anybody. You can just talk about some of the crazy things that happen. But there, like I said, there's a part of it that you kind of say, "Well, it's got the Christianity thing to it. It's got this weird rapey thing to it. It's just it's all over the place."
2: But I do like that that thing that user review that I read. Where they said it's got that like childlike innocence because it does, even though you have like like yeah, this yeah. gore, this weird like
1: pretty heavy the- thematic stuff going on, it's still kind of like a kid wrote it. <laughs> Besides the the nudity that's in it and the kind of rapey feely scene, you could show this to a kid. Oh yeah, I mean you got some punches to the face and a shot to the head, but they're all. Basics. I mean, and Uncle Miguel, when he jumps up out of the water, I mean, he does look like a bad guy off of, like, Power Rangers or something, you know? Oh, yeah. He doesn't look, uh, he doesn't look like grotesque or anything. So, yeah, that's that's a very good description of this movie. I think that's it, right?
2: That is it. <laughs> we just unpacked the hell that out of that movie. Is
1: it. <laughs> yeah, we went along, We went longer on this movie than the movie goes itself. <laughs> and, and I still don't think I know what the movie's truly about. Nope, we have no idea. <laughs> And that's for you to decide, folks. So, if you uh, if you're brave enough, you can check this out. I know I've sent a link to a couple of people out there. who's like, what movie is this? And I was like, yeah, check this out. And uh, so, let us know if you have watched this movie. If you like it, if you if you love it, if you hate it, uh, let us know because you know this is kind of a rare find for us as well. And I want to see more stuff like this. I think. <laughs> But uh, we'll just see where it goes, man. So, But uh, I guess that's it for this episode, folks. Appreciate you hanging out with us. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Yo Mama, all that <laughs> stuff. And uh, Johnny and I will see you later. Adios, folks. Peace. <laughs>